0: It was no fluke! Straight up! Right? Don't be scared. Mm-mm, don't be scared. And now, the BGC Sports Network presents The Shake Back with Willie Epting Jr. Here we go, baby. Here we go, Here we go baby. In this continued, most unprecedented Unlikely, unforeseen, amazing year thus far. Uh, as we steamroll to Thanksgiving, nothing much has changed. And we're gonna get into all of that here in just a few moments. Willie Epting Jr., Shakeback Sports Show, Big Game. Christian Sports Network feels kind of weird uh, on this particular broadcast, ladies and gentlemen, because I am rolling solo as uh, Corey Ellison is out on assignment. Basically, he's going to watch his uh, boy play basketball today or on Friday, rather. Weston Huff is still out dealing with uh, the issues of life. And I, of course, still have the dopest engineer in the game with me. Big day. What's going on? Sports fans all around the fifth rock from the sun. You already know. What it is, man, before we go any further, because we got a lot of stuff to get into before we do that. This first segment is being brought to you by the Crescent Medical Center of Lancaster, Texas, also known as Crescent Regional Hospital, has a 24 hour covid and ER service that can yield covid results in as little as 30 minutes with no wait time for emergency services, plus they also have renowned specialists that specialize in orthopedics, neurospine, hand and wrist, vascular, gastroenterology, psych services, as well as cardiovascular services. So call today for an appointment 972 865 4454. Again, that is 972 865 4454 or visit their website at www.cmclancaster.com. Com. That's www.dot.cmclinkster.dot.com. So make sure you guys hit them up with any of your medical needs. And uh, I apologize for our absence on last week. Um, we actually had kicked the narrative that is actually available uh, on the network's Facebook page at Face uh, at Sports uh, at, uh, at BGC Sports Network. Also on the newly formed. Uh, YouTube page at BGC Sports Network 1 as well uh, we had a grand old Opry type of time and we had a couple of guests man from CMC of Lancaster that actually time chimed in that would be Mr. Uh, Teal himself as well as our new friend and she's a nurse Miss Caroline so it was good to chop it up with them about all things COVID pandemic and we even got some talking there about the election so once again we kicked the narrative man part 3 and uh, that was so much fun! So we got so many other things coming down the pike too for the network. Stay tuned because it's coming really, really quick. All right, so let's get into some on the court, on the field, on the diamond—or not really on the diamond—that's baseball. Tune into the hashtag Brothers of the Baseball Show right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Twelves and sixes, Monday through Friday. That's with your boy Willie Updane Jr. And as uh, you know, what talk about exciting things coming down the pike. Yeah, it's going to be some exciting things coming down the pike for the hashtag brothers of baseball show, both live as well as uh, with the continued show. All right. So uh, this past week we had the NBA draft 2020. 20 version on this past thursday night and it was all virtual much like the nfl draft was back in april of course the nba had to push its draft from june when it normally is right after the nba finals of course there was no basketball being played during that time due to the stupid pandemic um, but the draft was moved from june to this past november the 19th and a lot of kids dreams came true and uh we're gonna run through the first i don't know maybe 15 or so picks and uh just kind of break it down just a little bit in terms of who they are and where they landed and uh, what kind of impact we expect for them to have not just this year but as far as their career goes and who's going to be the next superstar and all those types of things so again uh the whole draft was virtual i love the way they had they being the nba had to set up to where the uh the the prospects and their families could be all together in the room and they had the they had the virtual kits so it was all gravy there so let's just get into it So the Minnesota Timberwolves Were on the clock And of course they picked Number one overall And they got Anthony Edwards Out of the University of Georgia um, Everything that I saw from that kid Was sensational He has explosive athleticism Crazy leaping ability He can actually score In the mid game range He's pretty decent With the three point shot And he is going to The Timberwolves And they are obviously in a rebuild mode but they do have the big cat up there with carl anthony town so look for that tandem to make some noise in the nba central division probably not this year but next you know in the next couple years for sure all right so the number two pick had the golden state warriors what up school choose james wiseman the big man from the university of memphis one of Penny Hardaway's Proteges And the thing about Wiseman is He is a 7 footer Very athletic He's kind of a little wiry If you will um, But he's typical He's a typical look of Today's NBA uh, with the, with the centers and the, and, and the postman being like that. I don't know if he can really shoot the jumper the way that say Dirk Nowitzki did or maybe even Deadless Shrimp back in the day. Uh, but this guy is an inside presence. He is very athletic and the Warriors are very excited to get him, particularly what took place later on Thursday with the injury to Clay Thompson. We're going to get into that probably in the second segment. Um, the Charlotte Hornets, LaMelo Ball chino hills california and of course he went off to lithuania dropped out of high school took it out taken out by <laughs> taken out by his dad LeVar ball and uh he went and played in lithuania and he also played in australia uh many people deemed that the was the best player in the draft um and then you know i have some issues with the ball kids um and particularly Lonzo, but that's neither here nor there. This is LaMelo's time, but LaMelo, he is six, seven. I heard him talking in an interview. It may have been with, uh, with, uh, Rachel Roberts, not Rachel Roberts. Um, anyway, the, 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 the lady that hosted jump on ESPN, um, Rachel Nichols I'm sorry I heard I think it was it was her he was talking with when he talked about how his uh his growth sport growth spurt went from like five nine to like six three and then he was from six three to six seven and he's very athletic I think he's a little bit more athletic than his brother uh I think he definitely needs to work on his shot because this jump shot looks a lot like LaVar uh Lonzo's did when he came out of UCLA and Lonzo has actually improved at least the looks and the mechanics of his shot i think Lamelo's headed, headed down that road as well very much can pass the ball one of the better passers probably in this draft and this kid man out of chino hills you know they had a they had a lot of teams or a lot of players on that squad to include the ball brothers Lamelo, liangelo and lonzo along with uh onekia okawunga who went up uh, I'm sorry Unkumbu who went to the Atlanta Hawks at number six they were all on that same squad at Chino Hills and that was an amazing team of course all right so the the Bulls the Chicago Bulls they picked uh, fourth and they went with Patrick Williams Patrick Williams man is a kid that can actually sky as well. he's got the NBA body uh, out of Florida State 68 225 considered a small forward only played one year. At Florida State, his his, high, uh, his head coach, Leonard Hamilton, just simply raved about his uh, his ability and his athleticism. He only averaged nine points a game, but again, six foot eight, over seven foot wingspan. I didn't get that. And, uh, did <laughs> Siri is talking to me, guys. Siri, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the people. The people, the people, the people. But anyway, back to the draft. Um, so Patrick Williams, man, he goes fourth overall to the Chicago Bulls. And the Bulls have actually been in some sort of rumor mill in regard to Zach Levine. I saw something where he may even be coming. He being Zach, Zach Levine may be coming to the Dallas Mavericks. And, uh, you know, I really was hoping that Corey could be on. But, of, of course, family comes first um, with that. So um, the fifth choice in the NBA draft went to. The Cleveland Cavaliers, and they selected Isaac Okoro. Uh, Isaac Okoro, to me, is a is a kid that kind of reminds me of uh, Chuck Person with his ability ability to make shots. Uh, but he has a huge body, and you know what? For a kid that uh that came out as a freshman like most of these guys did, uh, he actually helped lead. The Auburn Tigers to their first ever, uh, Final Four. So a lot of, a lot of upside for this young guy. Six foot six, 225 pounder can leap out of the gym and, uh, brings a pretty good, impressive overall skill set. To the Cleveland Cavaliers who already have Colin Sexton in the backcourt that they took, I think it was number two or three overall a couple years ago. So, uh, they're, they look, this is a guard league and, and this kid, Okoro, can play, uh, the small or the big guard as well as possibly the power forward or, I'm sorry, a small forward. All right. So the Atlanta Hawks, they picked up, we just talked about it, uh, Onyeka <laughs> Okungwu. Out of USC, 6'9", 245 pounds. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Hassan Whiteside. Um, He may be a little bit more athletic, and he's not as tall. But he can actually get up and block some shots as well. Uh, averaged 16 points and eight rebounds a game as he earned all Pac 12 first team honors, uh, right, right last year. His last season, well, not last year. There was no last year <laughs> in, uh, in the, uh, college basketball ranks. So, uh, he's mobile enough to slide with guards, which is a huge thing, especially in this league that is so, uh, swing man and guard oriented. And the fact that this kid is going to Atlanta. Um I think the Atlanta uh the Atlanta Hawks are are really trying to build something down there and get back to respectability. You know it wasn't that long ago when the Atlanta Hawks were the number 1 seed in the Eastern Conference and they actually got upset uh by the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron excuse me LeBron James and the rest of the James gang on their way to yet another finals appearance all right so we got about three and a half minutes left to go in this first segment uh the detroit pistons they select killian hayes and killian hayes is out of uh out of germany and you know here we go selecting the the europeans and this this look these new crops of european players are not like the european players of old and when i and that's no disrespect on you know all the great players that have come from that side of the world but when they first came to the nba most of them anyway it seemed as though they were a little out of place and a little bit unsure of themselves as far as being in the nba but this kid here six foot five has a wingspan of six foot eight uh he is a point guard so you know that that's going to loom huge uh for his size wise in the nba being a, a point guard at six foot five uh with some pretty good size and 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 can actually hit the jumper from mid-range as well as Jump out of the gym. His um, his defensive prowess, very very good one on one defender. Has very quick hands, and when he gets beat off the dribble, this is how you know if you're a really good defensive player or not. You have the ability. Uh, actually, you had first you have the willingness to put the effort up, and then you have the ability to be able to get back and uh make some sort of uh, <laughs> uh some sort of hay after the guy has uh has beaten you. Okay, the New York Knicks. Number eight, and I like this kid, Obi Toppin. He's actually from New York City. He's going home to play for the Knicks. Now, I like this kid in his game. He was the Naismith Award winner this past season, or the other season. (laughs) The other season. Well, I guess it was this past season. They just didn't have a championship. Um, So, yeah, Toppin is uh, the James Naismith Award winner from this past season. And, look, the Knicks they they made some other moves a little bit later in 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 the in the in the draft time but this kid is 69 220 and it seems like the Knicks have enough bigs or enough swing people um you know they have joseph randall that they got from who was he with last? The New Orleans Pelicans, I want to say, yeah, because he was part of that deal that sent all those guys down to New Orleans from the Lakers. But I really like this kid. I, I really hopes he does well because in his well, not just because, but in his in his interview, uh, when they when they pawned to him or they panned to him when he was chosen, he just seemed like a kid that was ready to go and get it right then and there and I love what he said when he said uh when they asked him it was Malika and Andrews from ESPN asked him well what does mean? what is being drafted by the New York Knicks mean to you he's like look this is my city and this is amazing and uh I can't wait and I'm not gonna take it for granted I can promise you that I like that I like that 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 mindset from a kid that's uh you know he's got a he feels like he still has a lot to prove he didn't get any D1 offers when he was coming out of high school and uh, he went and played um at Mount Zion Prep And then next thing you know, he's at the University of Dayton and winning the Naismith Award. And then next thing you know, he's in the NBA. All right, come on back on the other side of the break, man. We got some more NBA draft talk to get to, so we're gonna do that. So it's your boys, Mark Queston Huff, who's not really in, Corey Ellison, who's not really in, Willie Epstein Jr. to the dopest engineer in the game. Big day, basketball fans, sports fans all over the rock. Y'all come on back on the other side of the break and holler at us. Uh, to the beach, y'all Let's go. Uh, All around the world Yeah, I know This is so, so dad It's going to be a beautiful day for uh, yes, it is And a lot of people are saying it's going to be a beautiful day A lot of those prospects and their families Congratulations to one and all participants of the NBA Draft 2020, man That took place on November the nineteenth, Willie Epstein Jr. back in the hizzy with you guys. Shakeback Sports Show, big game. Christian Sports Network to the dopest engineer in the game. Big day. What's happening, Corey Ellison? Get back real soon. Marques and Huff. Get back real soon. So we are going to continue our analysis of the first—I don't know, maybe 12 or 13 picks of the NBA draft. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna keep it at 10, the top 10. And uh, we actually left off in the first segment. But before we move any further in the second segment, I think we need to pay some bills before uh, they shut me out and I do not have a platform anymore. All right, so. <laughs> The second segment of the Shakeback Sports Show is being brought to you by The Big Game Christian Sports Network Make sure you check us out on YouTube and click the subscribe button At BGC Sports Network 1 And help expand the brand And also follow us on Twitter Facebook and Instagram That will be on Facebook at BGC Sports Network Instagram and Twitter At BGC Sports 1 For this show on Twitter That will be at Shakeback Sports And in the world of Instagram That is the underscore shake Underscore back. All right, so let's continue on with the draft conversation. Um as I stated, we left off with uh Obi. Obi Wan Kenobi. No, I'm just joking. No, we left off with um the kid from Dayton that's, that that actually got picked by the New York Knicks, he's going home and, uh, he's going to, uh, play for his hometown. And it's like I said, when he was, uh, being interviewed by Malika Andrews of ESPN, OB Topping was talking about how this is his city and it felt amazing to be there and that we, or that he was not going to take it for granted whatsoever. All right. So number nine pick that actually went to the Washington Wizards and the Wizards have un, un, or undergone um some some facelifts, if you will. Uh John Wall was not there all of last year as he was continuing to um recover from the torn Achilles tendon. And that torn Achilles tendon, we're gonna talk about that here in just a minute with uh Golden State Warriors guard Clay Thompson. But anyway, back to their they're being they they are they being the, the Washington Wizards, they selected Denis um uh, Abdija out of Israel. And This kid, 6'9", 225, he looks a lot like Luka Doncic to me. He's been a pro for most of his teenage years. He's a little bit taller than than Luka. Uh, He's got a really, really good head on his shoulders. Basketball IQ is uh, off the charts. And he also has great instincts with regard to rebounding and anticipation around the basket. So, look, could this be Luka Doncic 2.0? I don't know, but uh, again, now this isn't even in a European pick. <laughs> Israel is in Asia, um, and he actually played for Maccabi Tel Aviv over there, which is one of the better-known franchises, teams, whatever you want to call it, that's in the international realm outside of the NBA. So the Wizards got a good one there. And then we're going to stop at number 10, and uh, that's the uh, Phoenix Suns. They selected Jalen Smith And Jalen Smith is a 6'10 power forward Out of Maryland Came out after his second year His sophomore year Gonna pair him with DeAndre Ayton uh, Some dude named Chris Paul Who they got in the trade for Or from uh, Oklahoma City Thunder For a myriad of things Also they have that main man Devin Booker That dude can flat out play and the bottom line For the Phoenix Suns Is that they're moving And they're shaking And they're trying to uh, Heat some things up But with Jalen Smith 6'10 6'10 That's length um, One of the better prospects Top 20 prospects Coming out of high school He averaged 12 points 7 rebounds a game As a freshman uh, Head coach Mark Turgeon Just raved about How his skills are In helping Maryland uh, In the Big Ten So you know I look at it like this. If you can get a kid that is, or you can get a player that is big, rangy, has some strength, but could use some improvements in that strength, which is only going to come with time because he's only 20 years old or so. And the fact that he can move around and be really, really mobile and is very athletic, go for it. I say go for it. And that is exactly uh, with, uh, is what the uh, Phoenix Suns have done. And the Suns, man, look, they were lights out in the bubble and it went down to the end between them and the trailblazers. And who's to say that a player like this may have been able to push them over the next top? Now, we know with the pandemic, we don't know what's going to take place as far as um a myriad of things I mean some some squads may have stands in the fans I know the Lakers have already said that they're not going to have any stands in, in the, uh, any fans in the seats so we'll continue to monitor that in the season we're going to go just move on to that part of the show right now and talk about the season itself the pandemic and free agency that actually has already started as of tape time and uh, we're going to get into some free agents news here in just a second but as far as the play goes December 22nd as if we if we as we have been discussing in previous shows 72 game season um, and there was contact or there were talks about about possibly starting the season around Martin Luther King's birthday but the players would have lost in excess I believe it was like 600 million dollars and it looks as though the salary cap is gonna already go down due to the pandemic um, and 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 the and the suspension of play as well in the NBA season thus forming the bubble down in Orlando and the speaking of Florida the Toronto Raptors, the last team before the Lakers this past season to win an NBA championship. Yeah, that Toronto Raptors team. They have been advised and their president of operations, uh, Masai Ujiri, came out on, I believe it was Thursday, and said that due to the Canadian health um, experts and the opinion of not willing to or not being in position to have the the pandemic and the virus spread even even more in canada i mean i could tell you they've done a better job than we have as, as far as containing it but anyway they will be playing their games in tampa tampa i didn't even know tampa had a place where they could play professional basketball i was thinking maybe why not the bubble again for them but so again it, it, who knows if they're going to be any type of uh fans in the seats that i thought that was interesting as well all right so uh let's talk about clay thompson real quick because if you haven't heard or if you have been so socially distant uh or otherwise at the international space station with those astronauts that took off up there last week clay thompson injured his knee in game five maybe in game four of the nba finals not last year but two years ago against the team we just talked about that's going to be playing their games in tampa torres acl in that game was recovering nicely um you know after it happened and he started to recover and regenerate or uh, regenerate and rejuvenate and rehab there was talk earlier on that he may get some time in this past season But then the pandemic hit And he was actually ruled out For the rest of the year Even before um, The suspension of play Took place back in March So he was on the road to recovery Was rearing to go for this season The Warriors felt like They had something to prove And on Thursday In Los Angeles While training Clay Thompson Tears his Achilles tendon In his right leg okay as if 2020 um did not deal us any more blows than it already has now let me set the record straight i am by no means a golden state warriors fan even though i grew up the first part of my life in oakland i am not a golden state warriors fan i have never been a golden state warriors fan but this is terrible news not only just for the warriors but but for him for the nba the nba fans alike all over the place simply because you've already lost one of the better shooters that's a- that's ever stepped on an nba court for an entire season we just saw that now he's going to be lost for another entire year and then some because the recovery time for a torn achilles tendon is a little bit longer than it is for an acl because if you aren't familiar with the achilles tendon and the Achilles itself, it is at the is at the back of the heel, and it is the tendon that attaches your your foot to your calf. So when you tear it, your foot is just dangling like a flag in the wind, and that's the same injury that has retired so many players, not only in the NBA but in the NFL as well. Dan Marino comes to mind there. Um, Isaiah Thomas had that injury as well. Um, so when you have this, now thankfully, the the uh, the technology and the medicine these days is far more advanced than it's ever been. Um, the most recent big name player, of course, that had that injury was Kevin Durant. You know, Demarcus Cousins, Big Boogie. It cost him millions of dollars, and that kid, that that guy, he's just had bad luck all the way around. But when you talk about in terms of free or uh, in terms of Clay Thompson. One of the better strokes ever. I'm talking about street ball, basketball, or NBA basketball, college ball. I don't care. One of the best jump shooters ever, and he can shoot it standing still. Yeah, because that one game he scored sixty points. What he had like seven dribbles or something like that, something crazy like that. So he's your your prototypical uh, off the screen shooter. He's also a catch and shoot shooter, catch and shoot shooter. And him and Steph Curry, man, you know, I hear people talking about this all the time about where where they stand in the lures of basketball history in terms of the best backcourts. And I wasn't ready to give it to him because, you know what, I'm a little bit of a traditionalist and Isaiah Thomas is my favorite player. And Joe Dumars, man, he's from uh, he's from Natchitoches and went to McNeese State and. The, the, the Detroit Pistons were my favorite team So I wasn't really ready to give it to them That way but the thing is that When it comes to shooting the basketball Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas Couldn't hold these two kids as jock And they are the best Backcourt shooting duo ever And probably ever will be In the future We probably won't even see it like this again So you know the outpouring Of, of, of support for, uh, for Clay has been Incredible. Uh, I actually tweeted from Shakeback Sports at Shakeback Sports. Dang, Clay. Hashtag Shakeback. Uh, get back soon or something to that effect. You had LeBron James. You had people outside of the, of the NBA world, man, shooting him a tweet and, uh, giving him encouragement. Kind of reminded me of what Dak Prescott went through when he got injured, uh, in the, in the game against the Giants back in week, whatever it was. I want to say week four or five. So, so now what does, what does this mean for Clay's legacy? you know what kind of player is he going to be moving forward because we have to look at that we have to simply because um he's approaching 30 if he's not already 30 and i don't have his age up in front of me i'll get that here in just a second hopefully um but you know he's a, he's a guy that moves without the ball right that's where he makes his living at coming off those screens yes so, how's, you know, now you have one bad wheel on one side and you have another bad, now your other wheel is bad. Um, and I know he's a tireless worker from all accounts. Um, but what is this going to do? I mean, he's one of the great two way players, not just in recent memory, but I'm going to say in the history of the league, because not only is he responsible for being a part of the offense in a major way, he's asked to check. The other guys, best either third, uh, uh, three man or even two man or even one man for that matter, because he's had to guard Kyrie before. So that's, in, in my opinion, yeah, you're gonna miss his shooting and his ability to get hot and stay hot, man. But you're gonna miss him on the defensive side as well because there's not a lot of guys, man, that I can even remember back in the day that could do it the way that this guy does it. As far as offense and defense. So, um, our prayers and thoughts, man, go out to Clay Thompson and everybody that's connected to him because this is, this is, this is tough. And I think Clay is what he is. Let's just find it real quick. How old is Clay Thompson? Let's ask. Look, Siri came on the show a minute ago, and I asked Siri. I didn't even ask Siri anything, um but now I'm asking. Okay, so he he's thirty. He just turned thirty, uh, or actually, he is thirty. So he's not over thirty. But he, so yeah, how's this gonna play out moving forward, man? For Klay Thompson, like I said, our heart, heart, heartfelt prayers and thoughts are are with him, and hopes that he has a speedy and full recovery. Even though I don't like that team, man. I like him as a player and he's a he's a good young man from all accounts. So, and he and the people in the Bay Area, they seem to love him as well. All right, 3 minutes left to go. In the second segment, I wanted to talk some about James Harden because the Rockets the Rockets seem to be um not going to be lifting off. And I do mean a pun when I say that because James Harden just turned down A two-year extension at 50.3 million dollars per year and he still has two years left if I'm not mistaken on this deal that's paying him that's paying him 47 million dollars a year if that's not evidence that somebody wants to get out from where they are I don't know what is because he obviously would become the first ever 50 million dollar man in the NBA okay and you turned that down because you want to win. Now, people may say, man, you're a fool. I would have taken that 50 million a year. Well, he's earned I mean, he's earned the majority of his money already. And he's got endorsements with what? Uh State Farm? His shoe? I forgot who his shoe is with. I think it may be uh Adidas. Okay? So he's, so he's got endorsement deals everywhere he's not going to be hurting for money but where it is right now for James Harden and Russell Westbrook for that matter what are you going to do to cement your legacy as far as winning championships because both you guys have won MVPs James Harden is probably the best one on one scorer I've ever seen I'm not going to say ever but I've ever seen but he wants to win a championship and look out in all eyes seemingly seemingly to be Focus at Brooklyn with the Nets And the Nets possibly Trying to get Harden in the trade To re- reunite him With KD along with Kyrie Irving I personally don't think it will work uh, That is not enough Basketballs to go around James Harden uh, is 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 who he is Kyrie Irving is who he is no, Neither one of those guys are, are Standing around and shoot uh, Neither one of those guys are going to come off picks Neither one of those guys is gonna do that. That's KD's job. And KD can do that, and KD can get his own shot. But I just don't see it being a fit uh with Harden in uh, in Brooklyn. All right, so we got about thirty seconds left to go in this in this final or in this second segment. Um we're gonna get to some NFL football in the third segment. I do have the OT coming up as well. Um look, Chris Paul is now in Phoenix. And I didn't think that he was gonna be able to be traded. I didn't think that contract was, was doable at what 38 million per year. He's gonna be 37 here at the end of the contract. And Milwaukee, we're gonna talk about them in just a second, too. They were out on the running and said they were never really in it. All right, so that's gonna wrap it up for the second segment. Coming back on the other side of the break, we're gonna talk some more NBA and hopefully get into some NFL. Dopest engineering the game, big day. Mark Queston Huff, Corey Ellison, Willie Eptein Jr. Shake Back Sports Show, man. Y'all come back and holler us. Khalifa but uh to me that's one of the tighter jams man with the beat uh of all time that's just me Willie Uptain Jr that is who I am where am I I am on the big game Christian Sports Network what are we doing we are talking sports and uh Weston Huff he is out Corey Ellison also out but the dopest engineer in the game the dopest engineer in the game is with me big day what's going on sports fans NBA fans all over the planet what is going on we're going to wrap up this show man we got the OT coming up immediately following the taping of this broadcast it will be available on iTunes Spotify Google Podcasts and all of your other podcasting platforms just in case you missed it in the second segment we did wrap up the top 10 selected in the nba draft and we started talking about uh clay thompson is unfortunate injury james harden chris paul and others in that second segment i do want to round up the nba talk before we get into some M- or nfl as far as the local flavor uh in the nba draft process uh we had a couple guys and, and and actually one that went in the first round that of course being Mr. RJ Hampton. He is a uh he was drafted by the Bucks but he's going to end up with the Denver Nuggets and 6'5", 185 point guard out of little M Texas. If I'm not mistaken, this kid was in the barbershop Stevie J Sports and Cuts out there in Plano Plano Parkway uh he was out in the shop a few times if i'm not mistaken and this kid man he can play some ball he can play some ball athletic physical tools to excel on defense and he will start he he, look he's got all the tools to be a good defensive player uh but being the fact that he is, is as young as he is defense may not be at the forefront of some of these younger players minds and what can you say man this dude right here I think he has a great future ahead ahead of him again he went uh, 23rd overall to I'm sorry he went excuse me he went uh, what was it he went to 24th overall he was drafted by the Bucks but then was going to be traded to the Nuggets after being dealt to the Pelicans so um, he had a lot of Look he's been with a lot of teams In his first day on the job Alright So we're going to roll into some NFL Week 11 is upon us And the injury bug continues to bite because ooh, I gotta get to this because this came out on Friday. All right, so we're gonna start with Christian McCaffrey. He the reason why I want to talk about him is because not only did he just sign a huge extension in the offseason, uh, he's also on my fantasy league team, and he's got me so many points uh when he's been in there. But he is out or he was knocked out in the game against Kansas City. Shoulder injury, did not play in week nine, and he is not or did not play in week ten. And he would not play in week 11 either. So Christian McCaffrey is down again. Um, their thoughts, they, they being the Panthers' thoughts that he may be back, um, in week 12 and also in that backfield. And I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but it was scary. Quarterback Teddy Bridgewater suffered a knee injury. He's going to be out, uh, this week for sure. And they said it's a sprained MCL, but when that incident happened, I think the entire world not just Carolina fans but the entire world any football fan out there any any fan of a person that has come through so much gave a collective exhale when they saw that this was not as serious as it as it looked and definitely not as serious as it could have been all right so the last major injury that I want to talk about is uh Drew Brees because all my Saints fans out there i know a lot of you guys are are, are friends of mine and you know the raiders did beat the saints back in i think it was week three uh on monday night football in vegas (laughs) and that was actually week two there was a grand opening of that stadium out there off the strip in vegas but anyway so drew Brees in the game in week 10 uh who did they play i can't remember who they played um but anyway in the game in, in week 10 drew Brees. Suffered <laughs> multiple fractures of, of, of his uh, ribs on the right and left side, and he also s- suffered a punctured lung or collapsed lung. I'm sorry, a collapsed lung. Um, he's out probably for the rest of the, uh, the rest of the year. Now the Saints are holding out hope, and Saints fans are holding out hope that it's going to be a two to three week injury. But here's the deal. Drew Brees is forty years old. That ain't gonna be a two to three week injury. I heard Greg McElroy, uh, from right here in South South Lake, play quarterback at Alabama and also with the New York Jets. I heard him say that he had the exact same injury, and he ain't come back in no six weeks or no. I'm sorry, no three weeks. I think it was actually in the SEC championship game when that actually occurred. So they had what thirty some odd days off. So that's what four, four or five weeks right there. And then the game wasn't on January 1st. It was later. It was in the later in the first week of January, but be that as it may. He said, this is not a two to three, two to three week injury, especially for a quarterback that's 41 years old. So the Saints who signed Jameis Winston in the offseason. From the Tampa Bay Buccaneers To back up Drew Brees Is now The backup To the backup That's right Taysom Hill The Swiss Army Knife He is going to start For the Saints In week 11 Now Taysom Hill is 30 years old He may have thrown 30 NFL passes (laughs) So So okay now we know what he can do when he's on the field he can do it all but we haven't really seen him pass the ball yet we haven't really seen him have to read defenses we haven't seen him have to uh, process pre-snap reads any of that very interesting to see what's going to happen with the saints especially with them being in a position that they're in as one of the favorites to come out of the nfc and go to the super bowl gonna be very interesting to see but Taysom Hill is a great football player. Football player. I have no idea whether or not he's a good quarterback or not. And these next couple of weeks are going to prove to us that he either is, or guess what? That he is either not. And Jameis Winston, dude, for the person, uh for the player that was drafted number one overall, not even what? five years ago six years ago and marcus mariota you two will be married together as the top two busts uh to come out in the same draft back to back in consecutive picks because to me this says more about this says more actually it says more about taysom hill and And less about Jameis Winston And when I say less about Jameis Winston It's about how he can't even get on the field After being brought in To be the backup to Jameis Winston Or to uh, Drew Brees Former number one overall pick Heisman Trophy winner If I'm not mistaken he did win Heisman Okay And national champion At Florida State and now you're third string to a guy that hasn't even thrown. Look, you have thrown more passes. Look, you threw more interceptions last year in one season than Taysom Hill has thrown in his entire career. I think this is a very bad look for Jameis Winston, and I think his time is just about up. He did sign a one-year deal. He may be moving on because Drew Brees, look, if he comes back, and the Saints don't do it again in the playoffs. Are the Saints going to even try to consider signing Drew Brees again uh, to play in his, what will be his what twenty twenty second year? Interesting stuff indeed, and a lot to pan out as we move forward. All right, so I want to talk about um, some teams that did not win in Week Ten and I swear I'm not a rapper nor do I play one ever in life Uh, but week 10 proved to be um, sort of like a measuring stick if you will and I see news that just broke Say, uh, the Saints have put Drew Brees On the injured reserve list So that means he's going to be out For a minimum of three games And that way they can actually Bring somebody up from the practice squad Or they may even be able to sign Somebody else from somebody else's Practice squad So, um, But anyway back to the week 10 Contest And It was crazy I mean it was crazy Once again And the teams That needed to win that did not I think the Titans needed a win they played on last Thursday night and they got shook rattled and rolled by the Indianapolis Coast 34 to 17 at home Um, the Cleveland Browns and there's a lot of talk swirling in Cleveland What's up to my brothers And my sister uh, Hashtag sister of baseball Natalie Turk And all the rest of the fellas At Cleveland Sports Talk Man you can catch some of my writing there As a freelance writer for them as well uh, They beat the Tennessee Or the uh, Texas uh, Houston Texans In a very ugly game But a, a, a team that did not win That needed to win The Philadelphia Eagles Dude you cannot, you cannot hold a lead In the division The absolute worst division In the history of organized sports And you're starting to get your players back And your quarterback Carson Wentz Who was once an MVP candidate You can't lose to the New York Giants Now <sighs> I don't know man I don't know And then Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills and the St. Louis Card- or the St. Louis Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals. The Buffalo Bills take the lead late in the fourth quarter. I mean, like with less than a minute left. And Kyler Murray engineers a drive that gets him down within, I think it was the 45 yard line of the Bills. And you've all seen the catch DeAndre Hopkins. He's got hands of glue. And he went up amongst three players and came down with the Hail Mary. Huh. <laughs> Hale Murray That's what that was As the Cardinals get a huge win 32-20 to Or 32-30 Over the Bills um, The Seahawks They played The Cardinals Just previously mentioned The Cardinals They played uh, On Thursday night Monday night Or Thursday night football rather To kick off week 11 uh, In Seattle The uh, Seahawks take care of business They lost the game to the Rams in week 10 uh, But they were able to bounce back against the Cardinals Who a lot of people have gotten on the bandwagon I'll tell you that NFC West Between the Cardinals, the Rams And the Seahawks It's like whoever wins the last game Is going to win the division That's how I feel about that And one final thing man uh, From the weekend uh, of teams That actually didn't win But needed to Baltimore Ravens and Corey and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago I believe that the Ravens and particularly their quarterback Lamar Jackson um, defenses have figured him out and that may not be the indictment on Lamar Jackson that some people may hope that it is I think it's more of an indictment on Greg Roman the offensive coordinator Um, but the Ravens are struggling and it appears to me that People are keying on the running game It's not appearing to me That's what's going on People are putting Eight nine people in the box And They are not afraid Of those receivers They're not afraid Of Des Bryant They're not afraid Of Marquise Brown um, They may be a little afraid Of Mark Andrews But he's a tight end And Mark Ingram He came back from injury In week 10 uh, He is the star Straw That really is um, Deeply immersed In the drink when it comes to the running game, because Lamar can do so many other great things off of him in the play action, the read option, the uh, RPOs, all of those good things. So, uh, I think the, I think the Ravens, what up, school? I think they're struggling a little bit, man. And, uh, we'll see. We'll see if they're able to get on track. Um, as, uh, the continue, the season continues to go forth. Uh, the Ravens went from first place in the AFC North to, The sixth seed In the wild card In a matter of about two and a half Or a matter of about three weeks So go figure Alright so that's going to do it for this episode Of the Shakeback Sports Show Big Game Christian Sports Network To the dopest engineer in the game Big day sports fans all around the planet Corey Ellison, and Huff It's your boy Willie Upteen Jr. Coming up next From Press Box to Press Roll With my big homie Donald Ware. Y'all make sure y'all check him out Shakeback Sports OT, live on Facebook, Periscope, and YouTube, coming up immediately after this broadcast. So y'all take care of each other, hug each other, love each other, and I'm out. Peace.